Hi, welcome to The Magic of Compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today I'm recording from the island of Kopipi in Thailand. And today's topic is the keys to authentic connection. This is something that is really near and dear to my heart because for so, mo so much of my life, the first half of my life, I spent it uh, feeling such loneliness. I used to call myself the loneliest person on earth uh, because, of course, when you're lonely, you think that you're the only one that's left out, um, that everybody else is together and that you're the one that's uh, the outsider or unwanted. So that's a feeling that I carried uh, for much of my uh, youth and it's something that I think a lot of us go through, um, even those of us are social. Sometimes we go through periods where we feel antisocial, where we feel like being away from everybody. And yet, at the same time, there is this, still this deep part of us that wants that deep, authentic connection. And so the keys to connection is this idea of uh, having these meaningful, beautiful encounters with people, uh, relationships, and how do you start that bridge? You know, how do you create that connection in the first place? Um, now, I'll talk about a couple of blocks that we have that block it, but for me, I noticed that as I went through year after year, what was causing me to be so isolated and so separate and feeling so rejected from society was my very view of society. So the more negative our view of humanity is, and that comes from our traumas and our wounds, then the more we're going to be projecting that negativity out before us like a dark black carpet. Uh, you know, it's just this dark shadow that we're casting everywhere we look. And it's our own shadow. It's our own belief about humanity's uh, ugliness, humanity's uh, evilness, uh, humanity's uh, darkness. So if we have that and we carry that because of our wounds, then we project it onto everything and everybody. And then as a result, we tend to track that negativity from others. And so I kept attracting that kind of um, you know, behavior from others. Um, I didn't have very many friends. And when I did have friends, I kept feeling heartbroken in those friendships. And so, or I felt like the, the connection wasn't very uh, deep or meaningful. And so those things happened to me and I kept thinking it was other people, but it was actually mostly within myself because I was drawing it from others. I was attracting it over and over because of my own core beliefs. And so this idea of how you see others in, in, impacting who you experience or what you experience, that is a very important key. And so if you are experiencing the darkness, then what is the resolution to that? You must be able to see the light in people. So how do you see the darkness and the light? Well, part of it in the work that I do, in this what I call soul work, is that I help people understand humanity's darkness, to understand exactly why we do the dark things that we do, and to understand them with compassion, because ultimately, if you understand why someone has done something, you always see the humanity, even in the darkest act. There is humanity to be seen, even in the darkest act. And when we understand what the pain was that caused the person to behave that way, then we can have compassion, we can even have ways to help them, um, there's ways to resolve and heal. If you think about the darkest act that you have ever committed in this life, you know, whether it's violent or selfish or unkind, whatever it was, if you were to look deeply at it, you would also see the humanity and the, the pain that you were in, or what I call survival mode. There's some type of survival mode that you were in, 
some type of threat that you felt, and that is what caused you to behave in the way that you behave. And if you can understand that, then you will have that compassion that opens your heart and transforms that shame or that darkness. And, and that light comes in and starts to make you understand not only yourself, but others as well. So we start by understanding ourselves better. We start by understanding our own darkness. We start by looking at other people's darkness and seeing what survival mode were they in. And this is the kind of work that I do with people in workshops and one-on-one, -on -one, and it totally transforms old wounds, things that we've carried, projections and beliefs that have caused us to experience maybe more and more darkness. Now, darkness is real in that, yes, we do, as humans, do very terrible things on this earth, but those terrible things have a very human, uh, hum, you know, humane reason. You know, there's, a, there's a pain that is at the center of that wound, and that wound is the cause of that behavior. Now, when you think about having a meaningful, authentic connection, it is based on a root belief in the goodness and beauty in humans. So if you don't have that, and it's not fully formed because of some trauma or wounds that you've carried, then that is part of the healing work that you are here to do, is to reconnect not first to other people, but to reconnect to your own humanity and to connect to other people's core humanity, the beauty that is within them, the goodness that is within them, to understand why darkness happens. And when you do all that, then you have that heart-opening reconnection to humanity that allows you to actually have meaningful encounters. And the other thing I want to talk about is when you meet someone, if you have that as a basis, this beautiful, welcoming, loving view of humanity, you're creating a red carpet welcome. So instead of casting a dark shadow, uh, you're casting a red carpet of welcome. Suddenly people feel like they're going to be safe around you because you care about them, you like them. You like them even before you know them. That is an incredible energy to carry with you. And you have to be genuine about your care and liking of humanity, and that comes from that feeling work. You can't just pretend to like people, you have to genuinely like people. Because for years I pretended to like people, and deep down, I really didn't. <laughs> and until I healed that, I couldn't have real, beautiful, meaningful, authentic connections. What are the guidelines for your own behavior? If you think, how can I act in a way that creates continuity in my love and integrity? If you act in a way, whether you meet someone for 30 seconds or 30 years, that every moment is a chance for you to, to do a continuity between your love and integrity. It's not about that relationship. Because a lot of people think, well, this person I'm meeting, they're only going to be in my life for an hour because um, they're serving me in this restaurant. Or this person here is only going to be in my life for five minutes because I'm speaking to them um, you know, at a ticket office. And I don't need to be kind to them, they're just, they're nobody. No, that, that kind of transient versus long-term view of relationship, it, instead of seeing it as the continuity and long-termness of your love and integrity as a human being, that can transform how you treat people and how you get treated in return. So if you start seeing every single moment, every single human being as a chance to share a moment of your soul and a moment of your love and integrity, then there's no moment that's too small for, and no moment that's too small to have a beautiful connection. It doesn't have to be 
grandiose. It doesn't have to become anything else. But just in that moment, even that smile, even that act of respect, even that graciousness, like in Thailand, when I when we greet people here, it's beautiful to say and do a little namaste bow and it's part of the culture and it shows respect and kindness and, and, and a, a sense of bonami, uh, a sense of uh, I'm your friend and you're welcome and that's part of the culture here to do that and when you return it with that you immediately feel that connection even though it's only three seconds and in that moment you have a continuity of what's in your heart rather than a continuity of the relationship because it might only be three seconds that you'll ever see this person, but it will be beautiful and meaningful, and you won't even know that it might have made a big difference in your day. Or maybe you, as a representative from your country, or you know your particular template of a human, that person might have received a little feeling from your smile. And so the most transient relationships and the most transient moments are opportunities for connection. Start practicing with those. Start practicing with those and then learning to cultivate this long-term continuity of, uh, wow, you know, I love you, I honor you, I love humanity. That's the, the energy with which we can walk through the world. You don't have to be a Buddha. You don't have to be uh, a fully realized, enlightened being. <laughs> All those ideas of what it means to have an open heart. It just means that you have a love in your heart for people, that you trust in the goodness and the brilliance in humanity, and everybody can be funny and kind and witty if you give them a chance, if you see that in them. And so this beautiful sense of I, I'm open and interested and and have a welcome mat, <laughs> you know, I'm welcoming new people into my life, even if it's just for a moment, even as we're just passing each other, like two ships in the night, as they say, it's still authentic and meaningful to you. And that can be felt, it can be felt from afar, and when you approach someone and you have that in your heart, you're already rolling out a welcome, uh, a, a, actually a red carpet. You're rolling out a red carpet saying, I welcome you into my heart and people can feel that from afar and you start to attract more and more um, really warm and kind and beautiful energies from people and even someone who might usually be a loner or come to that belief, they'll be actually open to connecting with you because you have this red carpet, uh, it's not about luxury, it's about welcome, it's about kindness, it's about love. Um, so. Having these, uh, this continuity of your love and your integrity, like practicing that open heart, practicing this deeper belief in humanity's goodness, and seeing everybody as a friend. As when I begin my gatherings and workshops, I always start with uh, four guiding principles. And the first one is to look around at you and see everyone as if you're already friends. And even though that person for now might be a stranger, you already accept them. You already know that they are good, kind, and loving. No matter what darkness they have experienced, no matter what darkness they might carry because of their wounds and traumas, you know inside them is this beautiful light. And if you hold that light for others, you will be a light. And others will be drawn to you um, in ways that feel like the world is transformed. 
suddenly the world is full of kind people. And when I went from being the loneliest person on this planet, as we all feel when we're lonely, that we're the only one, or that we're one of the unlucky ones that no one else seems to want around, that no one wants to be friends with, suddenly that goes from that to, oh my goodness, I, I don't, how, how do I manage to connect with all these beautiful souls? There's just so many amazing people on this planet. I can only wish to live long enough and to have enough spaciousness to have those moments with everyone, to connect. So whether it's a second of your day or a lifetime friendship, I wish for you this open-hearted trust in the goodness of humanity so that you too can really feel every day that deep connection, whether you're with people or not around people, that you are always connected. If you're curious about my one-on-one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.